Thank you so much, worship team. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can, can you guys hear me? Am I too loud? No? Am I fine? Because my monitor is... Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay. I'm not too loud, right? You can hear me? Okay, amen. Because when I can't hear myself in the monitor, I shout. Okay, now reduce. Now I am loud also in the monitor. Hallelujah. Amen. Give a high five to your neighbor. With a smile. Some of you are not smiling. Amen. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That was, I was even more glad when they said unto me that I am the house of the Lord. Amen. Yes. When they told me I am his temple, I was even more glad. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to preach and then we will do the Holy Communion after that. Amen. So, our topic for today is beyond tradition. Yeah, tradition is bulombolombo. It sounds nice in Luganda. <laughs> beyond tradition. Let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 7, verse 13. Mark chapter 7, verse 13. It says, so you nullify the word of God because your tradition which you have handed down and you do many things such as that. Amen? So you nullify the word of God because of your tradition which you have handed down. And you do many things such as that. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? Traditions. What do they do? They nullify the word of God. Amen? And Mark was not talking to, he was not talking to non-Christians. Amen? He was talking to people who believed in God. He was actually talking to the, to the Pharisees. Amen? So, some people, some of us, we use 
our traditions as faith. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. We know that if you pray at two, when you pray at two, what happens? You break all the demons, eh? All the witchcrafts. Why? Why does that? Why? Why? At three. That's when they are working. So right now they are not working. They are on holiday. Uh, they are waiting for 3 a.m. Where did we get that from? Uh, they told you. Who told you? <laughs> Someone said Patrick. Eh? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Then you see, there was another thing. There's another tradition I had. Someone who came to me and said that our church does not have God because the women wear trousers. And have dreadlocks. And they have hair, funny hair. Semu, come and show us. Semu, come and show us. No, seriously, traditions have been handed. I don't know where this came from. That if you put on trousers as a woman, you have, I don't know. I have a feeling that there was... I have a feeling that there was a man who saw a woman in a trouser and the woman looked better than him. And he felt bad and said, and he said, women, how? Eh? Men don't put on dresses. Kansas. Tradition. Eh? Tradition. Some of us come and we say, you see, I have had faith. Hmm? I have believed but God has not come through no you had tradition some of you think because you come to church every Sunday you are a Christian no coming to church every Sunday does not make you a Christian are you a Christian yes I go to church which church it's like you joined a club, you signed up, you pay membership. Tithe, membership. Eh? My offering is membership. No, coming to church does not make you a Christian. And I'm not saying don't come to church. Scripture says, forsake not the fellowship. Amen? So it's important for us to come and fellowship. But your coming is not what makes you a Christian. Some of you think because you come on Sunday and you attend service and you sit and sing this, you know all the Christian songs. In fact, if they are to do karaoke, you can sing all of them. Word, word, word. Yeah? You even know where the adlib comes on. Oh, my Even where the guitar plays. And then on Monday, you don't know God. Christianity is not tradition. Christianity is not coming to church on Sunday. It is not praying at 3 a.m. that you get your breakthrough. I've never woken up to fight against the demons, but I've seen breakthrough. And I'm not saying waking up at 2 a.m. is bad. But what is your, what is your motive? Some of you fast out of tradition. Your kid falls sick, you say, I'm fasting. Who told you fasting heals? When, when did God say in the Bible that when you fast, you shall be healed? The scripture said some of these things cannot go. He was not talking about the sickness. He was talking about the doubt within you. Because fasting deals with you, not with the situation. The situation... It's the same. You have to change. 
So if you first saw that the situation can change, you got it wrong. You're on hunger strike, go and eat your food. Eat, eat, get full, ask for more, eat again. Because the situation will still be the same tomorrow. Don't lose weight for nothing. Tradition. Tradition. So the Greek word for tradition is paradosis. Paradosis. So paradosis means expounding or expanding the law of Moses. Amen? Expanding the law. So if the law says do not steal, and I come here and preach about ways not to steal. I'm, I'm just doing paradoxes. I'm, I'm just expanding. I say, when you feel like stealing, start to pray in tongues. When, when you feel like stealing, walk away. When you feel like stealing, call your friend. I had a friend of mine who, who you know, women, when we're in relationships, sometimes we can be funny. So, there was a friend of mine, this guy was treating her very badly. And when you talk to her, she knows she's being treated badly. But she keeps calling and going back. So I did paradosis. I told her, every time you feel like calling him, call me. So that I distract you from calling him. Paradosis. Was, was, I, was I dealing with the root of the problem? That day she calls and my phone is off. Trouble. She's back. Hmm? Paradosis. So tradition does not forget. If you're once a thief, then you are. If you are once a murderer, you're always. If you are poor, you're always. Tradition. Tradition. So we, we, we come from a culture. You see, I used to wonder sex education in our school. Nowadays, do they still teach sex education? Eh. <laughs> Do we still have it in school? Okay, so I used to, I used, I, you know, when we were in school, for, I used to think it's weird when they start bringing a banana and to show us expounding on paradosis. Paradosis. This, this tradition of do not wear, you see, this is why today I'm breaking tradition. Am I smart? I told myself today. Starting from today, tradition has to go out the window. I am not tradition. Tradition in itself is not bad. Amen? Is it bad when as a Muganda I come and greet you and I kneel and I show you respect? It's not bad. Amen? But many times you do it so much that you even don't realize it is no longer a sign of respect. It is just... See what I now? Yeah. Do even still go down? Yeah. Yeah. Eh? As in, we're just doing things because 
We saw our mothers do it. We saw our pastor. When, when he preaches, he goes, Hallelujah, Jesus. Like, all of us come. When you want to preach, we want to say, Amen, Amen. And so when I scare you, does it do you, does the word enter faster? But it's different. When I do something, I can do tradition with revelation and I will get more results than you who has done tradition for 20 years. Aren't we tired of praying tradition? We pray every morning at five. We wake up and pray. But your life is the same. You wake up every day. You do the same thing. You go to church the same time. You and every aren't you tired? Say I'm not tradition. I am revelation. The scripture they read in the morning said that I do a new thing. Can you not perceive it? Do you know, do you know why we can't perceive it? We know this is how God worked. The last time God talked to me, I was fasting. I have to fast for God to speak to me. The last time God talked to me, I was with Pastor Carol. I need to be with Pastor Carol to hear God. The last time that I had a breakthrough, I shook the Pope's hand. Uh. Eh? When I was walking, I met a chicken that day. I was blessed. Have you seen those people who come and when they meet a coin, they turn around because it's bad luck? A coin, or by a coin. What is it? What? A woman in the morning, you run back. Which one is that? Which woman? Any woman? That man, that, the man who came up with that one. It must have been a mean man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say I'm not tradition. I am revelation. Tradition builds on what is not Christ. It builds on what is not Christ. Amen? It builds on very many other things. But today, say I'm building on the act. On, on revelation. Amen? Every good act can be done every day. And then it just becomes tradition. And then it is of no effect. Do you know that if you exercise every day and you do the same exercise every single day, you will lose weight the first few weeks and after it will stop. Right? Because you're doing this, your body gets used, and that exercise no longer has effect. Right? So you need to go to the gym and change. Today you do one exercise, then you do the other. Today you run, today you squat. Right? So that your body does not get. Say, I'm breaking tradition. I'm breaking tradition. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We know this one, right? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, Let's go. We're, we're, still, we're still breaking tradition. Because many of us have faith. But our faith is in tradition. Our faith is in the way it has been done before. And God keeps saying, what no eye has seen, what no ear has had, that is what I am going to do. So we need to break. Okay. So, faith, now faith is the Substance. So that word substance. That word substance. It means material. Amen? What does it mean? Material. Faith is the material of things hopeful. Faith is the 
So when you're going to make a dress, what do you need? What do you need? When you're going to make a suit, what do you need? When you're going to make your clothes, what do you need? When you're going to make your clothes, what do you need? Substance. Faith is the material. Amen. And now the Greek word for material. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to explain. It, it means material in its pure form. Amen. So what is material in its pure form? Can, can you help me with that sweater and that cloth there? We're going to do material in its pure form. Amen. So this is a sweater, right? In a sweater. Made out of material. Right? So, if I took this to the tailor, and I want to make it my size, is it possible? It's possible. But is this... Sweater material in its pure form? Is it in its pure form? No, because it's already something. It's a sweater. Now, this one is material. Is it in its pure form? No, because it's already something. Yes, it, 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 it's, it's a bit in its pure form. Slightly. Let me check if it has any woozy. It doesn't have woozy. So it's in its pure form. It's just cut a smaller piece, right? Now, let me ask. What can you make out of this? Uh-huh. A skirt, a coat, uh-huh. A scarf, uh-huh. So you can make literally... Anything. So a material in its pure form can give birth to anything. Anything. Faith is the substance. Faith is the material of what you hope for. What are you hoping for? Faith is the material. When you have faith for what you're hoping for, you have you have what to use to get what you amen because now this one this sweater this material limits you only to the sweater but this one has no limit you can literally get anything out of it amen amen have you understood so now let's go deep. Let's, let's understand better. So if I have material, that pure form, it has not been touched. It's not been cut. It's, it's, it's not designed to, to make anything, this material. How do I get it into a dress? When you have material and you want a dress, where do you go? Why don't you do it yourself? Huh? skill because you don't have the skill right to get it from the material form to the so you go to someone who has you're in class so now are there those who you take to your material and it does not come out the way you want so their skill is on a scale of one to ten, it's four, three, trying. But then there are those who have skill at a scale of eight to ten, nine, ten. Any cloth in its pure form requires skill. 
to bring the final product. So, even the faith we have, that material, requires us to have skill to bring it from its material form to it to manifest. Many of us, we have faith in the pure form. And that's where we stay. And some of us try to be the tailors, yet we don't have the skill. Some of us go and try to be the manufacturers of cars, and we don't have skill. Amen? So we need to get skill so that we can take our material and we receive the manifestation. That's why I said we have to go beyond tradition. Because tradition has taught us how to get material. And we walk around with the material. And we say, you see, one day this material will be a dress. Yes, hallelujah. One day this material will be a car. One day this material will be divine health. Yes, one day this material... Now, we, let's stop. Let's get skilled. Hebrews. Let's open Hebrews. Chapter 11. No. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 5. Do you understand what I'm saying? Huh? 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 How many of us can, can, can build this tent? Apostle Winter. <laughs> Only him eh? and Seth. Uh -huh. Who else? The rest of us. Derek. Patrick. <laughs> Derek, you're like me. Derek, Derek. Derek. The other day I was here. I was putting in this. Hey, now they're not there. The, 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 that white wire behind there. Huh? I'm the one who put it in. The rope. The, the, the rope. I was the one putting it in so that the tent, you know. So when I put it in, I did my best. And, and it was... Then came Edmund. <laughs> And Edmund did, and the whole tent went. And I said, What? Skill. Huh? I had material, but no. I needed Edmund to come. And he does it effortlessly. Have you seen skilled people? Have you seen those people who now see? They go, oh. they, they don't even look like they're opening their mouth. Then you, you're here going, oh. And all the notes are wrong. Okay, 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 okay. okay, 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 okay. Mm -hmm. Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews. <laughs> oh, when we talk. When we talk about skill, there is a requirement of the judgment of that skill. Right? That's why we present CVs when we go for a job interview. Because we're trying to show that we have the skill for the job we're applying for. Amen? So, where, where there is skill, we require a judgment of that skill. And the truth of this judgment is what vindicates the skill. Amen? When we see the results, what vindicates Winter's, Pastor Winter's skill as an actor? What vindicates him? These things we see here, that the tent is still standing. It has not fallen. But if we are here, yes, seven years, tent a child one. But if, what's this building that had water in the... 
that had that flooded with water. So what is that vindicating the architect and his skill? Huh? Huh? Okay, let's keep going. Hebrews 5. I'm going to read from verse 12. For though by this time, for, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, say I ought to be a teacher. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. Some of you are like my daughter. Yesterday they served her food and she came to me and said, Mommy, ah, I want, I want someone to feed me. And I said, why, you're a big girl. She said, no, I'm a small girl. I said, no, you're a big girl. She said, mommy, I'm still a baby. I said, no, you can feed yourself. No, I want someone to feed me. So she followed Auntie Rester around the whole time until Auntie Rester agreed to feed her. Some of you can feed yourselves. You can teach yourself. You can go into this world. But you still need milk. Now, scripture says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is what? Is what? Is what? Unskillful. When you are still taking milk, you are unskilled. In the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. Say, I am a babe. You've said it. I'm not a babe. Say, I am a babe. Okay, let's go. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both evil and evil. So how do we become skillful? By reason of use. Amen? How do we become skillful? By practicing by exercising our senses. Amen? If I'm to be a good musician, I have to sing. I have to come and practice every day. I sing and sing and sing and sing. If I'm to be a good tailor and do complicated designs, I have to sew every day. If you're to be a good architect, you can't just build one building and say, I am the best in the world. You have to build from the small one to the bigger one to the tallest to the... You keep growing. But you're eating solid food. Not milk. Amen? Amen? When a baby turns six months, they give them food. But they start by mashing the carrots. I have friends of mine. They came home one day. I cooked for them mashed potatoes. And they asked me whether they were babies. I will, I will rule it to tradition. They are very traditional people. <laughs> there was a time I cooked, I won't say who I cooked the meat for because they will beat me. The time I cooked meat and it was soft. And they said, you see meat, you're supposed to be able to... <laughs> Huh? Okay. So the definition of maturity <laughs> are the people who understand skill. Huh? You are mature when you know how to get material in its pure form and turn it into what you want. Skill. 
Everyone who is not skillful is a baby. Ask your neighbor, are you a baby? Ask, ask your neighbor, are you a baby? Huh? True maturity is people who are skillful. The more skillful you are, the more mature. Ask your neighbor, are you mature? Say, are you mature? So, in the scriptures it says, when you read, I think it's Hebrews 11, 2. It says that they believed. And then so they say, faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good. Our elders, our elders, the ones that went before us, were they babies or were they mature? What were they? Mature. How do we know they were mature? They got results. They obtained good results. They did not just believe and fail. Abraham believed. It was accounted to him for righteousness. His promise of the son came. So he was mature. He had skill. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The things which are seen are not made by things which are material. You Why are you trying to make a car with the things you can see? Some of you want to make a car with your uncle. Some of you want to make a dress with your boyfriend. Some of you want to make what? A job with your relative. You're using the things which are some of you want to buy food with money. And scripture is saying that so that the things which are seen were made by the things which are the money you see has been made by something not the car you see has been made by something not now God is cutting the process he's saying stop waiting at the end for this to be done and come to you he's saying come to the source of the unseen yeah? you see some of us we are like let me sit here and wait. Money will come. And sometimes it comes. Let me sit here. I will eventually get a car. And the car will come. It just might not be the car you wanted. God is saying, get up from the realm of the seen. Come to the unseen. Get into the source. Get the pure material. Design your own car. Design your own dress. Begin to see the things that are not as though they are, so that they will be, we need to be creators. God woke up and said, let there be light. And there had never been light on the planet, but light somehow knew that it had to be. He sat down in his head, imagined light. He saw it. It manifested in his womb. And then he said, let there be and in the earth where there had been no light, all of a sudden, there was light. Then you have scientists sitting and discussing how in a billion years, by some accident, what collided and then there was light. No. 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 God said, let there be light. And creation knew the authority of the word. It put everything together. 
to create light. There are things in our lives we just, all we need to do is begin to step into that realm and imagine and see it. And it doesn't matter the law, the continent, the country. Things will come together for that split second for the word you have spoken. Skill. Skill. Amen? How is it possible that someone who will get the same Bible as it, he sent his word and it healed our disease and someone will come and say it and someone will be healed and someone else will come and say he sent his word and healed our diseases and no one is healed. Why? Skill. And skill is always linked to revelation. Because skill talks about being taught. Skill talks about a knowledge. Knowing something. Knowing that if I put, if I put this light on this weight, it will fall. I need this weight. You should see Winter when he's telling us, now you see the over what, what meters. I don't understand a thing. When we're in those meetings, I sit there and go, hmm. When you're done, draw a stupid picture for me to see. Then I understand. Amen? <laughs> but I, I have skill. Because now I know that when I stand here, and I sense the atmosphere. And I say, you're worthy of it all. And I worship, I have skin. Because I have the revelation of worship. Amen? So I'm not trying to build Winter's building. That's his material. I have my material. I have my skin. And I'm going to bring out. We'll have the same product. Amen? So, we have to learn to get the word of God in its pure raw form. Amen? That when he says that I died so that you, I was poor so that you might be rich. That we understand what it means. That we have the revelation. That when he says, when he stood on the cross and says it is finished. Huh? What revelation did Jesus have when he would say, this is my body and this is my blood, drink it. What revelation, what skill did he have to say, take this, take this water, serve it, and by the time it reached there, it was wine. And not just any wine, the finest wine. He got water in its pure form. <laughs> water in its purest form. And made the finest wine that takes man years and years and years to make. He made it in seconds. What skill is that? And he did it physically for you to show. Water into wine. Amen? So it's time to exercise my senses. So you see, the same way we have senses in the physical. We have senses in the Spiritual. Amen? In the spirit, we can taste, we can see, we can touch, we can hear. What's the fifth one? Smell. Amen? All those senses work. And we need to begin to exercise that skill so that we can know how to change the pure form into the Bible teaches us the skill to do the different things the skill of attracting wealth the skill of health the skill of what 
You guys are not thinking with me. You are just listening. Huh? Huh? You, you see, guys, there's also a skill in receiving the word. Amen? When someone is preaching, no, let me tell you, when someone is preaching and the word begin to see things in your life based on the word, I should be able to say the skill of attracting wealth, the skill of of divine help and you, you're already seeing your situation and the skill that you're going to begin. And so when I say the skill of, you're like, the skill of? What did you see? What did you see? You only see what I tell you. You only see what I tell you. You need to see beyond. Get your life. See it. Begin to change it. The skill of? Eh? What? Mastery. The skill of? Victory. Victory. The skill of, I had fig tree. The skill, <laughs> the skill of prosperity. The skill of multiplication. The skill of guys, the word of God is life. Eh? It is life. So when the word is being spoken, eh, receive it and begin to see. That's why you come for a service. You say the, the summer, it was powerful. She preached very well. What did she preach about? Uh, skill. What's wrong with the skill? Uh, yeah, she preached it was skill. Skill. Skill is good. It is good for us to have skill to see faith. Take this word. Make it personal. Take this word. Personalize it. Customize it. Put your name on it. That's when it changes your life. Take this material. Customize it. Can you imagine if they made a dress out of your material with, with Patrick's size? Would it fit you? Huh? They are using Patrick's measurements for your dress. Oh, we saw that picture last anniversary. Remember the T-shirt he was wearing; it was yours. <laughs> love encounter. Hey, it was love encounter this year. Amen. 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 Second Corinthians ten verse four. It's time. Okay, you'll give me a few minutes. I'm going to wind up. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down. How many of us like declaring that scripture? When you're praying in tongues, you're going to hey, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Now, now, before they go into the army to fight, what do they do? They train. Why are they training? I went to the US once and I was living with a policewoman. So she took me to a gun range to shoot a gun. And I was so excited because I watched all these FBI movies. You know, so I, you know, I was ready. I was ready to you know and when we went there the instructions you're not allowed to do these things I don't know what they be doing in the movies you have to stand like this and then when you shoot the gun the, it has a what do they call it a recoil now the recoil pushes you. Eh? If you're not steady, you literally go and you can end up shooting again. So it was not like the movies. Uh, I stood and you shoot and it's like 
And then when they bring the paper, I didn't know where the bullets had gone. <laughs> they were no. It requires skill for the weapons of our warfare. If you are handling the weapon with no skill, you will come back and you didn't kill a thing. You, instead, you shot yourself in the process. Huh? Have you seen Christians who come without skill, they did certain things, and then they are blaming God for the problems in their lives. No, sweetheart, skill. Go back, learn. Don't come and tell me I have prayed and nothing happened. No, you didn't pray well. Let's go back and learn how to pray. Don't come and tell me I have done all the principles of giving and I am still poor. Oh, let's go back. There is something you're missing. It ha God has never failed. It is impossible for God to fail. It is not in his nature. He does not know what failure feels like. He don't know it. When he walked on this earth, he was without sin. He does not know. So when you find yourself in sin, it's not God's fault. When you find yourself in failure, it's not God's fault. Get, up, get back into the word. Figure out what you need to do different. Poverty is not of God. Sickness is not of God. He has never failed. He cannot fail. Poverty is not bigger than God. Sickness is not bigger than God. Your job is not bigger than God. Your brain is not bigger than God. Figure out a bad marriage has never been bigger than God. Figure out your children are not big. Drugs are not bigger than God. Skill. Skill. Go back. Tell God, give me the revelation of this. We need to stop walking from tradition and get into revelation. Stop doing things because it was done before. Stop doing things because it worked for the other person. That was their revelation. Get your revelation. They prayed at 3 a.m. They got an answer. All of you 3 a.m. She touched the hem of his garment. She got an answer. All of you touch the hem. Reve get your revelation. How many people touched Jesus that day? How many? He was in a crowd. No one was healed. But she had a revelation. If I but touch. Then all of you are there touching. Men of God, touch. I'm not washing my hand. Oh, it won't work. Revelation. Skill. Go past tradition. In fact, you should say, if... <laughs> what happened? Tradition, revelation. <laughs> oh, can you imagine David? Huh? <laughs> can you imagine David? Goliath is there saying, I will kill all of you. And all the people that were trained. Because, guys, it's not enough to have skill, by the way. Because all these people, they were big. They had the skill. They knew it all. But they didn't have the pure material. They all shied away. And he came. He came with a slingshot. He had no armor. He had nothing. He came with the skill he knew. Can you imagine if he had missed? What if he pulled that thing and it went? 
If he had put on the armor, he would have missed. But he said, this is what he said. Again, it said a skill comes from the practice. Eh? He said, when I was feeding my father's sheep and the wolves came, God, I ran after. He did what? He went after the wolf. Skill, he was practicing. So that when he saw Goliath, he said the same God. <laughs> he, he was, you see, he was seeing a big wolf. It is just a bigger one, but it is the same thing. Eh? He said, wolf, everything is a wolf. Now, we need to face our situations and go according to God, everything. It is just, sickness is just a wolf. Poverty is just a wolf. Hey, sin is just a, I have the skill. Sometimes, for a nation, it takes one man with skill. Do we have someone with skill here? For this community, it's going to take one person. For your family, it's going to take one person. You don't need everyone to believe you. Hey, for your future, it's going to take one person. You don't need everyone behind you. You don't need everyone to understand you. You. Oh. Sometimes what saves a nation is just one. We don't need 500 people in parliament. We need one. <laughs> and this nation can change. One person with skill. One person with the right revelation. Say, I am the one person. Hey! Hey! I'm the right person for this problem. I'm the right person for this problem. We don't need anyone else. Yeah, I still have like five more pages. Okay, let me close. Let's stand up. We have... You see, I, I was leaving Holy Communion for last... Because I didn't want us to come to the table of mercy out of tradition. I wanted us to come with revelation. Knowing what we're doing. Knowing what God has done. When we partake of the body and the blood, we're remembering his finished work. We're remembering an everlasting covenant. We're not just eating juice and those things, what are they called? Huh? We're not just doing it because as a Christian you have to do it. No. You see, this is what happened. Every time that Jesus sat with his disciples to eat and he broke the bread, there was revelation. Do you remember after he died, when he came back to the two disciples and they, they talked all the way home and then he invites them in and when he breaks the bread, their eyes open. There is a revelation that comes when we partake of the body and blood of Jesus and that's the skill we need. So we can't just be going there. Hey, That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> it's not there in English. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come in English. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we ready to go before the table of mercy? Are we ready? 
Just right now, go in tongues, go in tongues, go in tongues. Go into the other realm, go into the spirit, the God realm. Oh, Father, we break out of every tradition, every form of tradition, oh God, and we walk in your revelation. We don't just want the form, we want the power as well. Come on, come on, open your mouth, begin to speak. We're in the God realm, begin to speak, begin to create, begin to create. Rikatata, take your material and begin to create. Oh, Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. There is power. There is power 
right now just take off the body in the name of Jesus. In revelation, in revelation. <laughs> thank you, Father. Thank you for your body. Thank you that we are made whole, that we are your righteousness. The old has gone, the new has come. And right now, partake of the blood. This was the seal of the new covenant. And he who is washed clean is clean indeed. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I thank you for freedom. I thank you, O oh God, that I can see your glory. Be you glorified. Be you magnified. Be you exalted, O oh King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name.